Welcome back, everybody, to episode 38 of the Wedding Photo Podcast. And this week's episode, we are celebrating one year of the podcast. Uh, My guest today was actually the one that pointed it out. I met up with uh, Dustin in San Diego, and we talked about it. He reminded me that I was coming up on my one-year anniversary of the podcast. And um, it has been a pretty exciting year. I mean, I've gotten to talk to a lot of great photographers and entrepreneurs. I've gotten to sit down with uh, some of my close friends and just talk about photography. And, you know, this is this podcast is really just fun for me. Um, I get to pick up on different tips that other photographers have uh, that I can use for myself. And at the same time, we're sharing this knowledge with all of you so that hopefully you guys can take some of this information and uh, apply it to your business and your photography and hopefully it helps you guys grow as well. So really excited to be celebrating uh, the first year of the podcast and excited to see what um, what's going to what's going to happen in the next year. I do have some big plans for the podcast in the coming year. Uh, One of the things that I just started doing is I started going live on Instagram every week. I'm going to try to do it at least once a week. Um, I'll make announcements on the Instagram account when I'm going to go live. This last week, I had um, Gustavo Caravel. He was a guest on last week's episode of the podcast and we talked about his first time shooting a wedding and what he did to prepare for it. He recently shot his uh, first wedding, never having any prior uh, experience in the wedding photography industry. Uh, So he talked about his approach and, you know, what he did to prepare for it. And then he came on uh, Instagram live with me to talk about uh, what his uh, clients thought of his work since he turned everything in. So um, I don't really have any plans for what I'm going to be doing on Instagram Live, but I'll definitely have something for you guys every week. They're going to be about five to ten minutes long. But uh, let me know what you guys think, if you guys like what we're doing with uh, the Instagram Live, and if you guys have any ideas for it as well. You know that you can reach out to me uh, on Instagram, at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can also reach out to me on Twitter, at Del Toro Photo. And now you could also join the Facebook group for this podcast. I'll have all the links in the show notes below. So come on over and join our community uh, of photographers. And we'll be kind of having discussions on the Facebook group with uh, some of the topics that are on the podcast and just topics going on in, in the wedding photography industry in general. So go on over there and check it out. Uh, this episode is brought to you by iPhoto Rentals. You've heard me talk about iPhoto Rentals before. They are a rental house located in Pomona, California, and they have everything that you need for uh, your next uh, wedding, for your next film shoot. They carry cameras and lighting and audio. They have everything that you need. And if you go in there and mention this podcast, they will give you 10% off of your next rental. And this Christmas week, they're actually running a special. They're offering 30% off of your rental for the entire week, I believe. So I'm definitely going to be taking advantage of that. We have a wedding coming up uh, in the middle of the week that I'll talk more about later. But I'm going to be paying them a visit on Monday to pick up some equipment. And like I said, they have that 30% off this week. So go and take advantage of that. 
So some of you might know today's guest. His name is Dustin McKibben, and he is the co-host of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Uh, you have heard his co-host, uh, Stephen Van Elk, on here. He's been on here before. Uh, recently, I had the pleasure of being on their podcast as well. I'll put that in the links below. Um, but Dustin flew all the way from Fort Wayne, Indiana to uh, help shoot a wedding out here in San Diego, California. And when I found out that he was coming out here, uh, we reached out to each other to set up uh, a meetup so we can meet. And I asked him if he would be a guest on the podcast, and he was more than than happy to. So I drove down to San Diego, and I sat with, down with him. We got to drink a couple beers and, you know, talk about what's going on in our lives currently. And, of course, we recorded this episode. Him and his buddy Luke were staying at an Airbnb right in downtown San Diego. And if you guys know about downtown San Diego, live in downtown San Diego, you know that the airport's right there next to the city and all the airplanes are flying in real close to the building. So you do hear that in the episode. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because a couple times before we started recording, some of the planes were really loud. Um, but you know what? We had planes going over us and uh, that just that was part of the environment and we just kind of rolled with it. It was pretty, pretty funny, actually. But uh, so that's the noise that you hear in the podcast episode. But I had a great time sitting down with Dustin. We talked about uh, going full time in photography and um, adding different uh, streams of revenue to your business. Uh, we talked about outsourcing, which he is a huge advocate of. He outsources a lot of his photography and videography work. And we talked about hiring interns and other employees for your business to grow a more sustainable business. Uh, for the future. So I had a really great talk with Dustin and really appreciated his time on this podcast. So without any further ado, I present to you Dustin McKibben. So all the way from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Dustin, what brings you all the way? Oh, there's our first one right there. My flight's here. Gotta go. <laughs> it's been good chatting. What brings you all the way to San Diego, man? San Diego, California. I am here second shooting a wedding for the great unscripted visuals. Uh, another great Indiana man, Luke McBride. Uh, check him out, unscripted visuals on the Insta. Uh, but yeah, we were shooting a wedding video for like a marine marine wedding. So, and, and have yeah. you shot a wedding in San Diego before? I know you said you've been to California a few times. Not San Diego. This is the first first time shooting in San Diego. I've done a few in LA, and um, yeah, Lo I love any excuse I can get to get out to this side of the country. Yeah. And, uh, Especially this time of year. And when you got here, what's like, what's like the first thing that you notice? Warmth, warmth, <laughs> love, joy. Um, because when Luke and I rove to the Indianapolis airport, uh, we thought we might die of frostbite <laughs> when we were waiting for the shuttle to take us to the airport. And if it wasn't actually for Luke discovering the like heater button 
in the little bus hut. I think we might have uh, had to lose an arm or leg. Yeah, <laughs> it was that cold. Oh my god! Well, that's funny that you say that because it's like a little chilly for us right now. This is <laughs> I pack sandals when <laughs> looking at the forecast here. That's how much we love this weather. Well, you said you went to the beach with the couple, and they were even like complaining about how cold it was. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, oh, man, it's so cold. Are we almost done? And I'm like, I think I might take my shirt off. This is incredible. <laughs> and uh, how long are you guys down here? Uh, just the uh, we're just here the weekend. We flew in Friday. We would have come. We would have came a, um, a day earlier. But unfortunately, I had a corporate holiday party that I had to photograph Thursday night. So I had to take all their sweet corporate money. <laughs> and then uh, come here the next morning. Well, at least you get to enjoy a little bit of this, uh, I guess, warm weather for you before you head back. Is it, it snowing over there already? Uh, it has snowed a few times. Yeah. yeah, I we're hoping the car starts when we get back to yeah. the uh, airport just because we never know what we're going to come home to. Yeah. So, Indiana, man, what's uh, what's like the photography, videography scene like over there? It's pretty much just me and Luke. That's really about it. The whole state. Yeah, just running, just, just running everything. Over running there. that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, um, Indianapolis is is a booming market. It's about two hours north of us. Um, my good buddy Stephen Van Elk. Um, he's kind of got rights to that district, mm-hmm. and um, I kind of try to stay on the north in Fort Wayne. Um, he claimed his territory. He, he claimed he, he, he peed in Indy and he claimed it as his own. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we. I'll just go wherever people take me. Yeah, like we just got a call a couple days ago to go shoot a wedding in Terre Haute, Indiana, which is like yeah, you know, two hours southwest or yeah, southwest of us. And um, I was like, yeah, I'll yeah. go. I don't care. We'll go anywhere. Um, anywhere. You know, a plane will take me or car. It's, it seems like uh, some of the photographers that I've talked to out over towards you, they actually do quite a bit of traveling. I mean, California, it's a pretty big state. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of destination photographers out here. But I mean, I've done a few out of state stuff, but mainly everything's been, you know, quote unquote local. You yeah. Know, it doesn't really take us out of state where, you know, when I talk to you guys, you guys go to Ohio you guys go to well you have to keep in mind Ohio for me at least personally is only like 20 minutes from my house I live right on the border of Ohio so it's not for me it's you know people come from Ohio to go to Walmart yeah like (laughs) I mean that's how close to Ohio I am yeah um actually our couple today was uh they're from Ohio and they'll be having their reception back in Ohio in in a couple weeks okay which as we sit here recording this podcast, uh, Luke is over there busily editing the uh, video. <laughs> Get back to work, Luke, please. But by the way, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, thank you, man. One for this. year yep. of recording mm-hmm. this podcast, yeah, you listen. Yeah. That is incredible. I, it's incredible that you pointed that out. I, yeah. I'm just here. I'm silently producing this podcast for you. <laughs> just behind the scenes, keeping yeah. track of your comings and goings. You know what? I, I knew I was coming up to a year. Uh, but I'm actually really happy you pointed that out, man, because it kind of like brought all this in into uh, perspective. You know, I've been doing this for a whole year and it's been uh, pretty fun. One so. year of populating our sound waves. Yep. Giving <laughs> us little sweet nuggets to listen yeah, to. Yeah. And I'm glad you are on, on it for this one, man. I mean, I'm glad we, you know, when you started this podcast, you thought, man, who would be the most interesting person <laughs> to bring on for my one year anniversary? And you were like, 
I know a guy from Indiana, a state where probably most of my listeners don't even know where it is. And let me get him on that podcast. Yeah, let me make let, a, let me schedule him a year out. Let me make a quick phone call to Fort Wayne, yep. Indiana. Let me let me get his co-host on here a few times, kind of soften <laughs> the listeners up. You know, maybe make them aware of who he is. And we'll bring him on a couple weeks later. Well, I did bring you on to you know for all the team Dustin listeners. Yeah. I thought this this podcast was purely to help bring my self-esteem up from how much Steven brings me down. Well, I hope I can do that for you today, man. Me too. <laughs> me too. That's what I'm here for. I flew all the way to California for a morale booster <laughs> and a little warmth. So, uh, so you run a couple businesses out there. You don't just do photography, True. videography. Tell me, tell me the different lines of, uh, you know what? Tell me how you got into the industry mm-hmm. and then what led you to all these other sure. different revenues. Uh, so I actually started in high school as a wedding DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend and I bought a DJ company. So the DJ Mac attack is real. The DJ Mac attack. Uh, I don't believe anyone ever called me that until I met Steven. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we DJed um, because my friend and I were on, I want to say like student body, whatever that thing is in high school where you help make decisions. And we saw how much DJs were getting paid to come yeah. do our dances. And I was like, dude, I got a guy that's got some speakers in his car. We could do this. Yeah, We got a Dell computer. Hook, <laughs> we could hook that up. Um. So yeah, we started DJing and started doing weddings, and then uh, we were making pretty good, pretty good cash. This was in the days of uh, MySpace, and I was like, "Dude, we need to start getting advertisements on that MySpace." And so I got a job at Sears, so that I could buy my first camera because I couldn't afford full price. So I was like, "Let me get that corporate discount, twenty percent <laughs> off." Let you know. Nice. Uh, so I got that camera. And then I just started taking pictures at these weddings. We were DJing and brides were like, whoa, those are better than my photographer's pictures. And so I was like, well, maybe I should start thinking about doing wedding photography. Yeah. And just started doing photography in general, dabbling and um, ended up deciding to go off for photographic engineering in uh, New York. And uh, my buddy who I DJed with was like, dude, you're in New York now we should DJ in New York. (laughs) I'm like, all right, I'm not doing anything. And so we did a bridal show. Um, and we were so cheap compared to what the New York people were charging that nobody took us seriously. So I ended up taking my little book of four by sixes that we were using as like advertisements, uh, to a couple of the photographers at the booths. And they were, uh, so impressed that one guy who did like a high volume, like wedding studio, he hired me on the spot and said, Hey, I want you to second shoot for me. I did like a hundred or 200 weddings for him that year. And this is while you were DJing. Well, so we ended up not booking any DJing oh, weddings. Okay. So I, okay. I didn't DJ, gotcha. uh, but it just stayed in New York for the yeah. summer yeah. and, uh, did weddings with this guy and got like essentially a crash course into his business and how he ran a high volume studio. Mm-hmm. He was a, a terrible photographer. <laughs> but um an amazing business person and i learned a ton i still kind of uh, you know say that everything i have is kind of because of him because of what i learned from him 
and I just sort of took everything and made it my own and kind of has worked out so far. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. And, but now you're doing not just the photography and right. Mm-hmm. You've moved on to a couple different things. Yeah. It's been a slow evolution of just kind of, you know, I get bored really easily. Mm. And with the photography thing, we've been doing that going on 11 years and I've been grinding on that and it's, it's worked out really well. And then, so we, you know, like I think six years ago, we started doing video as well. We've kind of turned that into its own company now and that's been pretty successful. We started sort of an associate program, uh, I think two years ago, and we're still kind of fine tuning that. I think we're gonna turn that into its own company uh, for next year. And yeah, that's, you know, we do have one really successful company. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's called the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. (laughs) It's pretty much what (laughs) finances most of everything I do. You know, that's, that's like this beer right here that you brought me this 2018 wreathing havoc. (laughs) What a good play on words that is, um, paid for, you know, by our relationship we have through, through the podcast. I knew you liked that, uh, those Christmas beers. So I wanted to bring that Christmas cheer to you and Christmas cheer. You have brought to me, (laughs) Ulysses, keeping me all warm. What do you think? Is it pretty good? It's so good. I've not really found a beer that I don't like. Well, pretty much anything Stephen drinks, I don't like. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to, and I think that's local too. So I was like, if I'm gonna bring you something, hopefully it's something you hadn't tried before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, as a longtime listener of our podcast, I'm sure you realize that um, this is not local, by the way. What is it? Oh no, it's not. It's Washington. Yeah, huh? it's made up in Washington. Okay, I lied. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other one I brought you is, oh, is local. Yeah, there you that go. was straight out go. of Redlands. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah redeem, totally redeem yourself there. <laughs> I knew one of them was local. I just saw the big picture of the state on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got the state. Let me see. Oh god. <laughs> so. I was I was glad you didn't bring bottles because I was I meant to grab my wedding photo hangover bottle opener. <laughs> just so I could open any beer we had together. And you know, I was like, it. well, I was afraid the TSA would take it from me. Oh, God. <laughs> so you already got yours in? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm full swagged out with wedding photo hangover gear. My shirt uh, came uh, yesterday in the mail. I was really hoping uh, mine would come in before yeah. this podcast. Well, I ordered, uh, the one I ordered was for you. Yeah. And oh, it, yeah, right. it didn't come in time. It's okay. So. And well, then Steve you, told me you already ordered I'll one. I'll give you my address. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered a pullover because it's getting cold over here, man. You can wear that to Indiana when you come visit. <laughs> so one of the things uh, I've noticed following some of the different businesses that you have mm-hmm. is like your associate uh, program. I mean, you, you're hiring uh, other employees to work under you. How did how did that come about? Um. So it kind of all, I just don't like being alone. It's really, really what it stems from. So you're going to pay people to I have to pay, yeah, Steve, yeah. I have to pay people to be near me. How much do you pay Steve to to be with you? Yeah, I pay Steve to co-host the podcast with me just because I I don't think I want to be alone. Um, So yeah, the associate program uh, came essentially out of the fact, and I think it's the same for everybody or at least I hope it is. I I really don't know because I'm only the only person I know locally who's done this is we just had 
essentially a funnel of weddings coming in and we were just overwhelmed. We had so many coming in. I mean, three years ago we were doing 65 weddings a year and I'm like, this is nuts. And I knew we were going to be having kids and I knew that that I, I wanted to do less, but I didn't want to make less. Yeah. And so I needed to figure out a way to still keep that, that funnel broad yeah. where I could keep those, those inquiries coming in and book on them without me personally being there. And so an associate program was really the only thing that made sense. Yeah. And what we've discovered through that is that trying to book an associate out under the Dustin and Corinne brand is very challenging um, because people come to us for us. And when we try to say, okay, well, we're not available, but this person is, um, it's not as easy of a sell. Um, so we, I think moving into 2019, we're going to take our associate program and turn it into a secondary company and then we can just refer them. Yeah. And I think that will be easier. That sounds like a pretty smart move. We yeah. just we just now started moving towards an associate program, and um, which I'm going to be talking about more later on. But I wanted to no spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> but I wanted to kind of pick your brain on that since you already have right. some involvement in that. So what I wanted to ask you is, how do you hire trustworthy people? I feel like that'd be one of the scariest you know things because. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you have your way of like training people, but mm-hmm. initially, I mean, you're, you're trusting these people with, with, with your work. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so we, we really have only had one other associate from the one we've had that we have right now. Yeah. Um, and that was actually Luke's wife. Um, so she started out by shooting her own weddings and then she was doing a tremendous amount of work with uh, like seniors and families mm-hmm. and then we were just assemb- essentially like filling the rest of her calendar up yeah. with weddings and then but she was just getting so busy with her own weddings it just didn't make sense anymore to continue on with us mm-hmm. and then we I guess that's not true we did have one girl for like a little bit um, but her the quality of her work just really wasn't like matching up to the standards that we really wanted to give. Yeah. And so then with this photographer that we have right now, her name's Michelle and she's just the like sweetest soul. She used to be a teacher. So she kind of like brings a little bit of that like teacher mentality where she's really good at kind of like structure and like mm-hmm. keeping people on task, which I think is really needed on a wedding day. Yeah. And she runs a very successful like family and, um, like toddler newborn type business of her own and she had like really no interest in getting into weddings and then we had like a mutual friend and I said man I'm just looking for a new associate photographer and like oh have you thought about Michelle and I'm like oh she doesn't shoot weddings and she's like yeah but I bet she'd be really good at it and I was like start and I talked to my wife about it and she's like I don't know it could be kind of perfect because we could train her how to shoot weddings and then we don't really have to worry about her wanting to do her own weddings because, I mean, that was the problem we were running into is we were hiring other wedding photographers and those wedding photographers, um, had their own weddings. And so we, you know, we get an inquiry and then be like, Oh, sorry, we're, you know, the associate would already be booked yeah. for their own wedding and we lose it. 
So with Michelle, it's been great because she has no other wedding. She has no interest in running her own wedding photography business. Um, she loves the idea of just, you know, essentially showing up, shooting, and then giving me the raw files. Yeah. And, you know, she'll come every now and then to the engagement sessions if she can. Yeah. I don't force her to. Um, and our couples have been totally cool about it. So uh, our intern from this year, Lily, we're training her currently to be an associate shooter as well so that we can keep expanding upon that staple of shooters. And I think next year is going to be kind of a, a really interesting year of growth within that. So, I mean, we can, you can check back with me at the end of next year for your two year anniversary. Uh, and we can talk a <laughs> already, little bit already more. locked in that, that Lock, interview, <laughs> locked it in. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about how we've kind of changed and evolved things because as my wife and I have more kids, you know, we're on two kids now, you know, we're kind of like, you know, we did, I think 47 weddings this year. So, uh, it's our least amount of weddings we've ever done, uh, since we've started shooting together. And, um, now we have two kids and I just, I don't know how sustainable that is and still keeping my wife married to me. (laughs) So (laughs) I guess that's the other scary thing too, right? Cause you always got to like plan for the future to right. and figure out what you want. I'm not getting any younger. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you, you look like you're getting younger. I'm so. just getting sexier. It's different <laughs> than younger. Uh, so what's your training look like? How do you train people for your photography? So with Michelle, we made her come with us for six months, uh, to as many as she could wedding wise. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't necessarily, that sounds like slave labor, but it wasn't like she had to come to the entire wedding. Yeah. Um, so it was six months of her coming to different elements of each wedding. Um, so where she struggled with the most was the reception. Like I think a lot of new photographers, that's very intimidating. Uh, cause that's, you know, a lot more flash, like the ceremony, you know, especially if someone, you know, has been to weddings, they are like, okay, I get it. I sit in the aisle, I get pictures, I go to the sides, I get different pictures. Um, and don't miss the kiss, you know? Yeah. Family photos, uh, I think stress out a lot of people, but that's where like kind of her teacher mentality came in and like keeping people in order. Uh, that part wasn't too bad. And she does family photos on her own business. So it wasn't like a big deal. She kind of knows how to direct. people. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was more like the reception, like understanding like the order of events and making sure like, Oh, I don't want to miss, you know, getting the table scapes and you know, all those things. And we had a bit of a learning curve trying to teach her like, you know, detail shots and what's yeah. important and what's not important and stuff like that. And like how to light stuff. Um, because she does a lot of studio lighting with her family sessions and newborn sessions. And then, you know, then she does a lot of outside natural light stuff, yeah. but no, she's, you know, it's been, it's been great. And we didn't have to do a whole lot of coaching so to speak you know it was a lot of just like her watching me and then asking questions and and that's been uh i found the best the best way i think the more questions someone can ask is you know the better because like i'm an open book there's no there's no question that can get you know that's a stupid question um and because there's a lot of times where i'm like i've been doing this so long i don't really know necessarily that i'm doing something special until someone says like oh wait why'd you do that I'm like, oh, well, I did that because, you know, so stuff like that where she's like, why, why do you do your ISO? Like, you know, cause I'd walk into reception. I just click the settings in yeah. and I go. Yeah. And you know, whereas like she would have to sit there and like, you know, shoot the flash, take a test, shoot the flash, take a test and keep, you know, dialing it in. 
And so I'm like, well, this is like my, and I'd kind of give her like my go to, yeah. and then I yeah. go from there. Yeah. And, uh, once we, you know, we kind of like finesse things. She's like, I mean that, 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 uh, comfort comes with a little bit of experience. Oh yeah, too, absolutely. You know? Cause that's Maria, you know, I haven't told you, but Maria, the way she got her start is she was just interested in shooting a wedding with me. Mm-hmm. And my second shooter that I was shooting with at the time, um, he was becoming less and less available and, and your uh, wife was becoming more and more and available. More and more available. Mm-hmm. So I brought yeah. her out to a wedding. She said she wanted to do it. And I literally just put a camera in her hand and I was like, go over there and take pictures, you know. Yeah. And spending time with me, she was already kind of getting dialed down on like settings and stuff. But, um, you know, at first that was like her biggest intimidation was like, I don't know what settings to walk in there. I was yeah. like, oh, you'll figure it out. And now, now she's completely on her own. You know, we split up and do uh, two weddings in one day and she goes and does one. I do the other. You yeah, know, so. I wish I would. My wife and I have done that a few times, uh, in in instances of necessity, and I wish we could do it more because my this year my wife has been <coughs> blowing me away. Yeah. Like, we just did a styled shoot last week, and I was going through the photos, and her photos were like way better than yeah. mine. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> I was like, I'm here to just sling the jokes, babe. You take the pics. So, cause yeah. Well, I like, I like that Maria does our editing because I get a little bit of that same feel. Cause I'll, you know, I'll take like, when we do like family photos, I take a majority of those photos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really just see like what I took the day of the raw images. Um, but when I go to turn around those galleries, that's the first time I'm seeing like the, the, the edited work mm-hmm. and it, I, I don't even feel like I had anything to do with it. You yeah. know what I mean? I took the yeah. picture, but then I see the actual image and I'm like, you just made this what we are basically. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially kind of how our year has gone because we had the intern. Yeah. And, uh, so I would take the photos and then Lily, our intern would sort the photos and then she'd send them off to our editor. Yeah. And then they they'd come back from the editor i'd go through them once to just kind of double check everything then they go back to lily lily blogs them yeah. and i don't ever see them again so well i guess i'd put them on a usb drive i'm yeah. not really looking at them yeah because uh, we're still stuck in the past yeah. as steve says so, <laughs> <laughs> so how, how did you guys get to a point to hiring like an intern how does that help your business oh the intern's been fantastic yeah. lily lily has been in I mean, I don't even know how I got through this year without her. Um, so it really started actually kind of funny. I mean, we've had interns in the past and none of them have worked. They've all been terrible yeah. or they they come for like two weeks and they're like, oh, I got a job that actually pays me. Um, so what happened is Lily's mom actually approached me about shooting Lily's wedding. Lily's getting married next weekend. And she her mom approached me about shooting her wedding and... She was trying to get me her next mom weekend next weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations, Lily. Yeah. This will be out by then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be on your honeymoon. Um, her mom approached me and her mom runs a magazine and she was trying to see if I would be interested in some sort of a trade for uh, advertisement in her magazine. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, Mama Lily, I've got no interest in your magazine. Because, you know, we do so many weddings that I don't think this is going to really do much for me. And she was telling me how her daughter was studying photography in college. And I said, well, instead of trading magazine, why not have your daughter come work for me and work off her wedding package? Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, you still, you know, essentially sign up for whatever package you want to do. And then she just works it off. And 
she was like, well, yeah, that makes that makes total sense. And was Lily interested in photography? Yeah, she was going to school for it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, she was going to she was going to college for photography, and um, she because you know, she started by doing photos for Mom's magazine, mm-hmm. and she was doing seniors and families and all that stuff, and never had done a wedding though or anything. And so when her mom approached her about it, she was like, well, that sounds like a no brainer. Like I should be paying Dustin to do this internship. And so, yeah, she came on in June, I want to say, and, um, she's been doing it ever since. And just like been a lifesaver to us from, uh, just getting the amount of work we have been bringing in. Um, we've had her do a few like small events for us and just kind of building her confidence up. What else does she do for you besides like, she, like just, she does everything. Yeah. She does that. I don't even really go to work anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so she, she comes and she, she second shoots with me when my wife can't now she's that good. And, um, she, she calls, I would say 90% of everything that we do. Um, and then she's been writing all our blog posts and doing all our social media. So I know you're looking at me like, Dustin, what, what do you do? So she's the one liking my photos then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do any, I've not been on Instagram other than to do the occasional stories. I should thank her for all the love then. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. No, she, yeah, she runs the Dustin and Green Instagram account. Yeah. As long as she's sending us those likes, she's doing her job. There you go. That's what I tell her. I said, you just look out for that Del Toro photo. You like them all day long. Then you unlike them and you go back and like them again. So, uh, as far as like your associate shooters, when, when do you reach a point where you're like comfortable sending them out on their own? Sure. Um, so I think the goal is to always have an associate shooter second shoot with you as much as possible. That way there's some quality control. Um, for us, what we do then too, is we try to have the associate shooter, uh, take over the family portrait time of a, a wedding day. For me, that's the true test because I mean, that's, for me, I think that's the most stressful element mm-hmm. um, because that's the point of the wedding where you have to get things, you have to get important things done that have to be done in a very fast amount of time and get through them because nobody wants to be a part of that, yeah. but it has to be done. Yeah. And once an associate can handle that and once they have a good understanding of a flash yeah. at a reception, um, then then I feel pretty comfortable. We, we send them out. Typically their first wedding I try to book for them is going to be a laid back bride. So if they totally shit the bed, you know, I can, you know, edit the hell out of the photos and make something happen. Um, and then I let them go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's the nice thing too about being a husband and wife team is, you know, I've had instances where I had an associate booked and they couldn't do it, you know, for some unforeseen reason. And then I just had my wife go do it and we split up and we both have a second shooter, um, and so that's kind of my built-in backup. That was actually one of my questions too, man. Like, what do you do when somebody that's working for you has an emergency or has to bail? Like, yeah, I mean, we, plan? we've had that happen uh, on our video side, which is way more stressful. I feel like, I mean, there's a million and a half photographers out yeah. there. Um, and with Fort Wayne being nestled nicely between Indianapolis and South Bend, you know, it's like an hour and 45, two hours between those two. It's easy to find someone to shoot photo, I yeah. feel like, on a given weekend. Now, video. Video has been like a whole other ballgame. Yeah. Um, it's way easier to trust someone to do photo. Video is just so much harder um, because, 
I've had, I think at least twice, maybe even three times this year, I've had one of my video guys just call me up like, dude, I'm so sick. I can't come in today. I'm like, well, the wedding's still happening, buddy. (laughs) Suck it up. That's so scary. I know. It's it's terrible. So that's half the reason people, like Steve makes fun of me. Um, because I bring so many people to weddings nowadays, but I bring, I bring three guys hoping to show up, you know? Um, cause it just, I'm not willing to take that, that chance. So I'm yeah. like, if I have, if I have three guys here, you know, I'd rather have three than have, you know, hire two and only one can make it. Yeah. So, and then it just comes with, you know, tr- you know, getting good guys like Luke, who I'm shooting with this weekend is just like one of the most amazing Humans beings, he's shot probably 50% of our weddings last year. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, we call him Gimble and Luke. He seems like a pretty good good guy to work with, too. Yeah, yeah he's got really good ties. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to talk to you about is uh, you do quite a bit of outsourcing. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to when, yeah. you, when you're doing the quantity of work we're doing. Yeah, um, yeah it all kind of, it all, well, was there more to the question or? I, I mean, I just want to know, you know, what, what, what kind of value that you see in outsourcing and like, how do like you, the value you, is seeing my family? Well, yeah, that, <laughs> but like, how are you able to like put your, tr- your trust, mm-hmm. you know, to somebody else putting together all your work for you? you know? Well, this is a twofold answer because I, as photographers, we see what we do as art yeah, and we, and we take a lot of value in what we do. And I think that as soon as you can get over that and be past that and start treating it more like a business and less like creating art, I think you can go to bed a little easier at night. Uh, And that's, that was a huge hurdle for me and as it is for any photographer, because this, as soon as I could, I could stop being like, Oh my God, that exposure's off by 0.25. Um, because your clients aren't going to know the difference. They're yeah. not going to be like, oh my gosh, that blue shift in my photo. I'm not printing yeah. that. Um, you know, it's going to be fine. We're going to, yeah. we're all going to get yeah. through this. And so, uh, I mean, I was sitting in October. I was going crazy out of my mind editing. And I was looking at my books for the following year. And I was like, I've got 65 weddings mm-hmm. on the books for next year. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot myself. Um, and I was like, I know we're going to have kids soon. I've got to start making, I've got to start making a, you know, a plan yeah. to start figuring out how I'm going to gain some time back in yeah. my life. And I, I'd heard of, you know, a few solutions and I just found one that kind of worked for me. Um, and it, and I've been with them ever since I haven't deviated from that company. I feel like there are probably better companies out there than the one I'm using. Yeah. Um, but for what I'm paying, it, it's been great. Yeah. I pay, I think like two or 300 bucks a month. Yeah. And that's it. Um, they do 800 photos per event. Yeah. And it's unlimited events <clears throat> for the entire year. And I've seen your work. Like I would never, there's no way for me looking at your work to know that you're even outsourcing. Which is high praise because <laughs> I, I mean, Typically, if something's hitting the Instagram, it's getting a little love from yeah, me yeah. Um, or Lily. Um, and same, you know, anything goes on social media, I'm, I'm, I'm typically editing that. Um, but for the most part, I mean, if you think about it anymore, you know, we're, the way we edit, you know, we've created our own set of presets. Mm-hmm. 
I go through and I apply those presets to my photos um, for specific lighting situations. And then I send it to an editor, quote unquote. And all they're doing is like making it brighter or darker based on how much I screwed up the photo. And then, you know, adjusting color balance. I wouldn't even really go as far as to say they're an editor. They're more of a colorist. Yeah. They're just making sure my color looks good and my my exposure looks good and then yeah. sending it back to me. Yeah. Um, because when you've been doing it as long as you and I have been doing this, you know, typically the photo's going to look pretty good yeah. coming out of camera. So all they're doing is just, you know, taking your preset that you've already applied and just making it look even, you know, better. Yeah. I like that you said that, you know, uh, about how it is like an art form for us but in order to make this kind of more sustainable you kind of have to take the business side of it clearly you you steer more towards the business side of it you know me like i'm glad you said that because i would have a harder time letting it go because it is my. a lot of people do i i I went into this industry more for the art Mm -hmm. before it ever even became so did i business you know so for me to have someone else edit it, that's, I feel like that's going to, well, I say that, but Maria doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> all of our editing. But I dude, say that, but I give all but, the art But to you know Maria. what? I, I kind of speak for her too. I feel like she would have a hard time because the one of the things that made her fall in love with photography is mm-hmm. the editing. She didn't know how to edit before, you know, she didn't know how to do weddings, let alone edit. And then, um, need to teach her how to edit video. I, I taught her how to use Lightroom and she, she took that upon herself and that, and that's like her thing. Like she loves that, you know, she created our style for, for our look. And everything. do you think she'd love Premiere? I'd love her to love Premiere. She, uh, she actually knows Premiere a little bit too. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'll leave you a hard drive. She is not, um, I'm not a patient person, so she's always taking it upon herself to learn these things herself. <laughs> you sound like a fantastic teacher. <laughs> not that great. Probably. <laughs> she's always just like, let me, I'll just, I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, I'll YouTube that please. But, but go back to bed. But yeah, photo for sure is her thing. I, you know, she's done, she's shot video with me at a couple weddings. But I, I, you know, she does a good job, but she's clearly not as interested in it as photography. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole other thing to learn, though. I'd love my wife to love video more. <laughs> does she shoot video with you? I've had, I, I've had her, I think, shoot video with me like maybe two or three times yeah. in the course of our lives together. Yeah. It's just, she's really good. At, I mean, my wife's one of those people who's like good at anything yeah. she tries. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Yeah. And, um, I think she'd be fantastic at video editing if I if I if she wasn't a stupid doctor, stupid and doctor. had more time on her hands, <laughs> saving lives. What's that all about? I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, our daughter says the cutest thing. Um, she's two and a half, and the other day she said, "I said you know, I'm trying to get her to be a photographer yeah. when she you know gets a little bit older, so I can train another associate." And our daughter says, no, daddy, I'm going to fix people like mommy. Then when I get home, I'll take pictures of people with you. Because <laughs> we schedule all our shoots yeah. after my wife gets off yeah, work so yeah. she can come shoot with me or watch the kids and we'll bring the kids with us. And, oh, you know. dude, dude, that's so funny they said. So my son's seven. Mm-hmm. Right? And right now he currently wants to be uh, a scientist. Oh. And he wants to be a surgeon on the side. A little side gig. A little side gig. <laughs> and then I told him, I was like, what about photography? Don't you want to be a photographer? And he said, he's like, you know what? I'll probably do that while I'm in college. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, that's nice. He's like, yeah, that and uh, deliver pizzas. I was like, I'm, oh, great. We're right there next to pizza delivery guy. It's on the guy. same level there. <laughs> Photographer, pizza delivery guy. You know what? It's, I'll a, it's t- a high-end I'll, pizza chain he's I'll working for. I'll take it, man. At some point, he's going to pick up a camera. <laughs> you must eat a lot of pizza at your house. And he's like, I had pizza before I came over. There, so he's like, oh, this must be all we can afford. <laughs> oh, man. So... So, so do you guys outsource most of your work, both photo and video? So, yeah. So, uh, with video, I knew early on, um, actually (laughs) we keep coming back to Luke. So Luke, uh, his wedding was the first wedding I ever shot video for. I think like first or second wedding. Uh, he gave me that level of trust and I just fell in love. I fell in love with the, the craft of shooting video. Uh, it's just so different than photography, but using a lot of the same skills. And but after editing Luke's wedding video, I I realized I, I don't have the patience for this. Um, this took so much time, and like everything in my life, I'm like, why not have someone work or do this that is better than me? Like I think the thing is, people I get too wrapped up in trying to be the best at everything. Yeah where my mindset is why not surround yourself with people that are better than you at those things? Uh, it just, to me, it makes more way more sense. I mean, I'm, I'm not a plumber. I'm not going to try to fix my toilet. Yeah. I'm not an electrician. I'm not going to try to put a new plug in my house. Uh, so I'm, I'm not a video editor. So why am I going to try and edit videos? Yeah. You know, there's people way more amazing at this than me. Um, but where my strengths lie is storytelling. Mm-hmm. And that's where, as a photographer, I love telling people stories. And I love doing that also through the form of video. And I love giving that gift to our clients. And I wasn't going to let my lack of editing hold me back from that. And so it's been a journey over the last six years trying to find editors. There's not, I have a very high caliber taste when it comes to that. Yeah. It's been a journey, my friend. Is is hard. Yeah. It is very hard to find people who are good video editors. Um, and yeah, I just we we had somebody from Cleveland doing it for a while. Uh, then we had somebody from Chicago doing it. Um, but it, it's got it's a grind too because it's a burnout. Yeah. Like people don't realize editing video is hard. It's intense. If anyone out there is listening and you are an amazing video editor and you need some extra work, please hit, give me a call. I think it's difficult on both ends too because I've edited other people's mm-hmm. video before. Okay. And you don't really know what you're getting too. Right. I mean, I'm sure you shoot great stuff, but also you the best stuff. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the best stuff. Yeah. But you also shoot a certain way, so you don't know yeah. what to expect from that. Well, that's why it's, it's, it's so nice to have someone long-term doing it. Because they get used to yeah, how you true. shoot, you get used to how they edit, yeah. so you shoot a certain way for the edit. Um, and then, yeah, we've we've only been able to hold on to an editor for about two years at a yeah. time. Uh, we just lost our most our current editor this summer. Um, he's finishing out the year, but yeah, we're starting off twenty nineteen fresh. Yeah. We got uh, so I've been f- spending the last six months essentially interviewing people, looking at people. We th- I thought I had a guy. I sent him four weddings and he disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, Well, you know, I'm quitting my job soon, so maybe we'll have to talk. Maybe we will have to (laughs) talk, sir. Uh, Speaking of, um, 
I am preparing to quit my job. I've been talking That's about it. Congratulations. Thank you. I think, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's exciting. It's exciting. Back to normal it's, sleeping hours. I think it's long overdue. Yeah. Um, you know, we've definitely been comfortable with the job I have. Mm-hmm. I, I like my job. Sure. Um, but definitely as, as the business grows, um, doing both things the way we're doing, it kind of takes away from family time. Sure. So definitely want to be able to schedule out our work and still be able to have that time with them. Uh, but one of the things I worry about, obviously, is sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, like, am I going to be able to supplement that income uh, with just photography? So what have you done to diversify your income? Sure. So <clears throat> I, I've been fortunate enough to never have a, a fear of not booking weddings as I get a, to a higher price point. Mm-hmm. So obviously every year you, br- you bring your prices up mm-hmm. and in Indiana, it's you know a very low cost of living state. So anytime someone sees something north of 3000, they go like, whoa, yeah. what's going on? So I'm finally to a place where I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we might not book as many as we think, yeah. but then we always do. Um, you know, so I'm not too afraid of that. But, you know, like you said earlier, it's like now I'm trying to diversify by having associates. Um, now we have the video business. It's its own. It's its own company. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, you know, we're booking video weddings on top of that. It's a little more scary now that I'm booking video weddings and not having any video shooters. Yeah. Because my editor uh, for the last two years has also been my shooter. Um Looks like Dustin's going to be doing some editing. Uh, or shooting. <laughs> or shooting. Um, so currently for 2019, if someone books us for video, I'm only taking video or photo. Yeah. I'm not taking both. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, we'll see kind of how that plays out. I'm still trying to iron out the details on that. But the big thing I've been trying to do is also um, buy rental properties, oh, yeah. as Steve refers to them as uh, Little Trump uh, Enterprises. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, I know. Do you put a giant gold McKibben at the top? All of my it? houses, all houses? Are, are painted gold. <laughs> exactly. 24 karat baby. <laughs> uh, no, it's just that I know that I can't do this forever. Yeah, I think the yeah. biggest problem with people who shoot weddings is they don't, they don't think of an exit strategy. Yeah, yeah. They think I'm just going to shoot weddings. It's going to be awesome. And then like, you know, 20 years down the road, they're like, oh my God, my back hurts. I don't want to lose every Saturday anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I was fortunate enough, as I was talking about earlier, the guy that I worked for when I lived in New York, yeah. he had like 20 houses that he owned and rented to yeah. the college students I went to school with. And I was like, what a perfect profession to be in a wedding photographer, mm-hmm. because you have your whole week free to manage these properties. And so that's what I've been doing. I've just been trying to buy a house every year, every year and a half. And uh, in Indiana, I know if you're listening to this and you live in a high cost of living place, that yeah. sounds like ridiculous. But in Indiana, you know, the house I bought this year was like 35,000 bucks. Yeah. You know, it's super cheap. You know, people buy cars for more wait, than that. Wait, wait, hang on. That, 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 I know. That, Wrap that your mind around that for a second. That hasn't second. settled in yet. Wait, wait, wait. Your entire house cost $35,000. Correct. I mean, I got a really good deal on it. No, I've seen the structure of your house. Yeah. That is not... Not my house, personally. Not the house I am going to be living in, but I bought a house for... Still? Yeah. Okay. It's a duplex. I don't... 
I don't think you can get a mobile home for that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I I did I did get a steal. I have a good realtor. Yeah. But um. But yeah, it's just been uh, you know that's that's been kind of my exit strategy, yeah. um, and just trying to create passive income. Yeah. Um, both those houses, I have two houses now, other than the one I live in. Both houses bring in about twenty five hundred dollars a month, so it's like a wedding, mm-hmm. um, and that just goes into savings to buy another house. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, the more houses you have, the you know, the more money, and then you know, we're looking at other ways. You know, we've got the podcast going on. We're hoping to grow that. That's probably making the most money. That's making the most. That's my retirement right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all riding on that, dude. That's funny. <laughs> It's uh, all relying on my sweet voice. So, for photographers starting out, uh, you know, we all we get, we all we all get. We were talking about it before. We all get into this business because we're really passionate about photography, and but of course, Hopefully. of course, we want to make some some money. So, what advice would you give that might help uh, photographers trying to get into the business uh, become mm-hmm. more like financially successful? I think the biggest thing is just treat it like a business. I know so many photographers that are terrible business people. I would actually, I would go on to say most photographers are terrible business people because I mean, it's a left brain, right brain kind of thing. You know, people are super creative and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to be a photographer. But there's so much to what we do that's, it just, it doesn't make sense to be a photographer first, a business person second. It makes more sense to be a business person first. Um, and that's where I think I see most photographers fail, at least in my market locally. It's just everyone is so focused on taking better pictures yeah. that they lose sight on like, okay, what am I going to do if I don't book any weddings yeah. next year? Or or how am I going to retire? Yeah. You know, how am I going to pay the bills? Um, so everything we do with our business is designed for future-proofing our, yeah. our way yeah. of living. Yeah. You know, I'd like to retire someday. I'd like to own a beach house someday or a house near the beach. I'd like to own an Airbnb as cool as the one we're sitting in right now. <laughs> right, right so, next to the airport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I can't I can't do that if I'm making the same amount as a pizza delivery guy. Hey, they got guy. beaches in uh, Indiana? There's lakes. We got lakes. <laughs> lakes so, for days. So definitely you're saying uh, plan for the future. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. For sure. I mean, I think someone starting out in photography, they get so obsessed with gear. Yeah. I think they're like, Oh my God, I can't be a photographer unless I've got this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. <laughs> Luke's looking at us like this. <laughs> He's spent a lot of money on gear this year. <laughs> um, but that's simply because, you know, I feel like you need to focus on what's most important and just getting the essentials and, and saving money and making money. Yeah. Most importantly, make money. Yeah. Um, yeah, just hustle and grind. I don't know if I answered any of your question. <laughs> oh, you did, man. No, I think that's important. You do have to look towards the future. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I've always been an artist first, a businessman second, but I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and the, the main courses I took while in college were in business. Sure. And I feel like that's helped me out more than anything. You know, I feel like in this industry, it's, you know, 80, 90% business and the rest is photography. Yeah. I mean, so. I look, I look at the way we run our business. I mean, I try to run my business as if like you took photography out of the equation <laughs> and inserted any other type of business mm-hmm. and it would operate the same. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a bookkeeper. 
I have an accountant, I have a lawyer, you know, all of these same things that you would have if you ran any other type of business. Yeah. I have those things, those resources. Yeah. Um, and granted, all of these things cost money. These yeah. are not things I would recommend a new photographer out the gate, go and hire a bookkeeper. Yeah. But these are things when you're shooting 65 weddings for three years in a row that you're like, I need, you know, like we talked about earlier, outsourcing. I was yeah. like, I no longer want to manage my own <laughs> yeah. books. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I found someone that was a reasonable, you know, only does photographers. Yeah. And there goes my ride. <laughs> <laughs> I did that joke the entire first day we were here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, when, when Luke booked this Airbnb, Airbnb, he said, Dustin, are you a light sleeper? <laughs> did it say that in there? And Airbnb? I was like, did it get a warning? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, um, I'm not, I'm, I'm fine. I don't yeah. know. I I think I'm okay. And I yeah. told him, I, you know, I use a sound machine or sound app on my phone to fall asleep. Yeah. And he's like, well, good. Cause, uh, there's a warning on the Airbnb. <laughs> the airplanes fly right <laughs> overhead. You know, when, when I lived in uh, North Hollywood, we lived on this really main corner and all we heard was ambulances and fire trucks and police cars all night long. And it was loud. It was loud. It was a busy street. It was a party. Party animal It was a party, then. yeah. And, you know, after like a week or two, it helped me fall asleep. <laughs> the, really? The chaos would help me fall asleep. That's fascinating. You know? <laughs> I would like purposely leave the window open so I can hear all the... So now, the so now your wife is on. like, why do we have to turn on this no, ambulance no, siren to fall asleep? No, no. We, we live in Redlands now and it's quiet and uh, I'm back to a quiet night's sleep. Back to peaceful yep, Ulysses. Yep. Got it. <laughs> Dude, well, I appreciate you coming on here, man. And, I appreciate uh, you having me, man. It's glad to actually meet you face to face. I think that's pretty cool because uh, I've always been a fan of the the podcast. Where can everyone find you online? Oh, I'm so many places and so little time. Um, so we have our Instagram account. It's probably the, the easiest and best way to get at me, which is uh, Dustin and Corinne on Instagram or my personal account, which is Dustin underscore McKibben. Um, and then we also have the podcast account, which actually is probably the best place because then Steven will write you back, uh, <laughs> which is uh, at the wedding photo hangover yeah. on Instagram. Nice. So yeah. We're all over the Instagram. And then we have our video account, which is like zero happenings um, because I just don't have enough time uh, in the day, which is at big, burrito creative yeah there's an underscore somewhere in there but you'll find it if you I'll, want to i'll have all the links in the show all notes, the links so all everyone. the shows all the notes oh uh -oh. Now, she, now she's calling you she's like, you better get home you lizzie's that's i'm imagining that's what your wife sounds like i got a surprise guest for you oh hello oh god <laughs> hello who's this hey uh this is Stephen oak <laughs> I don't. Can, he can't hear me though, can he? Oh, uh, can you hear? Can you hear Dustin? No, I can't. Is he there? Hey, Steven. Hey, Dustin. Ulysses asked me to call in because he said you were bombing real bad. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. He said you could use a lot of help right now, buddy. So much help. <laughs> we're actually just finishing up the podcast right now. I think it went pretty well. Nice, nice. I wish I could have had you both here. 
so I can hear you guys. Uh, I'm waiting for like some like surprise, like Steve walks in <laughs> to my Airbnb. Oh, is that the door? Who's who could that be? You listen, man. This is a high budget production you got here. <laughs> you listen, flew me all the way out. I'm not yeah. Yep, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I heard several airplanes go over. I was like, "Is that Steve's?" <laughs> no, man. It was uh, it was a real pleasure having Dustin on. Man, he had a lot of great information for us. All right, man. We got a couple more uh, drinks to uh, to pound down. So, so come on over, Steve. Come on over. Uh, I got some drinks here that I'm pounding down. So I'll be thinking of you guys uh, while I'm getting drunk alone. <laughs> It doesn't sound overly sexual at all. I'm just going to be pounding drinks thinking of you guys alone in the dark with some Vaseline. As long as I'm thinking about you guys drinking and you guys are actually drinking while I'm drinking, I'm not drinking alone technically. So Whatever you have to tell yourself, man. I hope you will take a picture of me and Ulysses and you can like hold it on your phone while you're sitting there drinking alone. Okay. Go to the mirror and take and take a picture so we're all three in it, and then you can post oh, that man. on the wedding photo hangover Instagram. Yeah, that's the thing I've been most upset about. Neither one of you has posted anything to your Instagram stories this whole time. It's oh, well, very disappointing. You guys need to get on your Instagram game. We're just too busy drinking all these good, good beers. That's what I want to see on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for calling in, dude. Thanks for calling. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Later, man. And here I was thinking it was your wife. Similar. Very close. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I'm really glad I got to meet you and uh, have some drinks with you. Glad you got to meet me, too. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks, bud. And that's it for this week's episode, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please do me a favor and scroll down to the bottom. Leave me a five-star rating. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about the podcast. I think leaving a rating and a review helps the podcast become more discoverable for others to find. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And like I mentioned before, we'll be talking more about these topics on the podcast on the Facebook group. And the link to the Facebook group is also down below. So make sure you go join. And if you guys want to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. Feel free to reach out to me there. And thank you again to Dustin for being on the podcast. Thank you again to IA Photo Rentals for continuing to support this podcast. And I hope that all of you guys have a very Merry Christmas. I hope you guys enjoy your times with your family with your kids or whatever you're doing. Um, I want to wish you guys a happy holidays and thank you guys for stopping by and listening to the episode and we will see you on the next one. <laughs>